Do you think of the logic of what we've been doing yesterday? We're thinking about the concept of coaching, how it fits into um, other aspects of ministry, leadership, mentoring and discipling and so on. Um, Then we looked at uh, the whole issue of change. Coaching is about change, seeing progress in people. We talked about not being problem-solving, even those five issues that uh, Mikey did with us before morning tea. uh, It's not just solving problems within those issues, but developing the planter, uh, growing them in the um, understanding and practice of uh, those priorities. Um, So I'm going to keep beating that drum in terms of it being development rather than problem solving. Um, And then we did an example of, um, with with Chris, we had that discussion about it's it's not just helping Chris find the next staff person, but what are the underlying issues we're helping Chris with? And I think then as a group we tumble to the idea this is not always that obvious how to get there in terms of finding the area to develop. And we went into questioning and feed and um, uh, listening skills, which sounds kind of basic, but I think we realised that it's, um, it's important in the whole coaching relationship. And the bit we didn't get to is then giving feedback. So the reason we learn to question and listen is to give feedback to the planter in terms of uh, how we see their progress but also where their development needs to go. Um, so that's where we're up to and this is the bit we didn't quite get to yesterday so we're tacking it on now. It's on, I'm just looking at page 30 in your books. I'm not quite sure how it relates to what's on the screen behind me but uh, we'll assume they uh, synergise somehow. Um, now these notes were written for a context like MTS apprentices where you're actually observing the trainee or, or planter um, doing ministry or the, the group leader or something like that. And as I was reading these notes again, I thought that is another reason to go and visit the church at least once, just to see the planter in action um, with his congregation, with his people, uh, or a leader's meeting, you know, Invite yourself to go and do some training with leaders. This is my life now, is going into lots of churches and uh, doing things with the minister, with me watching them, them watching me, uh, doing some training, preaching on Sunday, listening to their preaching. And there's nothing like being in their context. Now, I know it's a big ask, and uh, we, we discussed that yesterday, but um, I want to push you on that today. When it, when it comes to feedback, you'll give... Um, Sharp, um, constructive feedback, uh, much better if you've actually seen them in their context. And uh, all sorts of and, and new issues will come out just by observing there. It's like, you know, when you, uh, when you were falling in love and you walked into your beloved's family home and you saw, you just felt the dynamic of the, the home, your knowledge of uh, your girlfriend at that point just went up hundredfold. Just, just by being in the home. And uh, suddenly it, it makes sense why she is the way she is. And, and, and you give sharper feedback, that's right. And, and she did. When she walked into my home, she gave a lot of feedback. <laughs> so it's a little bit like that. I've been thinking about, this is just an aside, but an important one. Um, we're going to do a session with Scott this afternoon on expectations, but what is the tone or the... 
the heart of the relationship we want to have as coaches. And I, I don't want to overstate it, but we don't want to understate it either. So we, we don't want to go down the professional end of being the coach. It's just a job to do, doing the four sessions, just doing the process. Uh, we do need to own it. I, I'm really challenged by this at the moment in my role, sort of coaching, consulting, lots of churches. It can be a very lazy kind of process, as if I don't really own what I do and the results of what I do. Um, I just consult. And if it works, it doesn't. It works. And if it doesn't work, that's their problem. Uh, that's no way in Christian ministry to do any kind of ministry. So you can't have too many, in, you, you guys are different to me, you're running churches full time. You can't have too many that you're coaching seriously. But you need to own, as a friend, as a brother, as a co-pastor, you, you need to own whether that ministry is going to work and whether it's failing and you, you need to be burdened by it and if it's not instinctively praying for them then it's become a professional kind of thing. And maybe a text that helps is to do apostolic coaching in uh, 2 Corinthians 12. I don't know why I thought of this this morning, but I did. Um, It's always been a challenge to me. He's actually talking about visiting. It's a little different because he's planted the churches and he's the apostles. You know, there's just some minor, unique differences here. But... (laughs) Now I'm ready to visit you for the third time and I'll not be a burden to you because I want what I want is not your possessions but you. After all, children should not have to save up for their parents but parents for their children. And we think of that in our pastoral work that there's a right sense in which uh, church members are not church members, they are our children. There's a right sense of thinking that. And Paul corrects the wrong sense of that um, back in 1 Corinthians 4 as well. But then the next verse, so I'll... I'll very gladly spend for you everything I have and expend myself as well. If I love you more, will you love me less? That's in the whole different context of their response to him and so on. But the idea of being expended for our planters that we're coaching is not a bad one. And um, I don't know how else to say it. Owning owning the, the ministry and owning the results of what you do rather than, well, I tried this and I tried that, it didn't work, good work. Um, it's got to be more than that. Um, and there was another thought I had there related to that was, um, I forgot. Yeah. Does that make sense? Just in terms of the heartbeat of it? Am I, am I overstating it now that you can't do that? Or? <laughs> I think you own, from what I see, Andrew, you you own um, and expend yourself for the planters you're coaching, and, and, and some of them quite remote to you. I've heard you being burdened for guys that you're planting. You're worried about some of the plants. That, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah, I know. The other thing I was going to say, we could do it by contracts. We could have coaching contracts and. We could have a contract with you and you have a contract with them. And, but I'd rather do it out of the heart like this, I think. So feed, feedback's heart part of that then, of the, uh, the courage, the honesty, the process. So just a few points there on page 30. Um, I read this um, book some years ago, Successful Manager's Handbook, or someone showed it to me. Um, it's a previous generation. Yeah, yeah, Tim Cave. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 
Tim's very Tim's very valuable. Did I give it back to you? <laughs> um, feedback is often based on the view that people should uh, feedback should be given. You declare it like a you know this reality that you give to somebody. However, there was a more productive, interactive approach characterised by uh, discovery, not delivery. View feedback as a process of joint discovery and discussion rather than declaration. The goal is of feedback is to gain relevant information to motivate personal development. Tim, you can come in on here and add, on, add anything you want to on this. Um, I like that way of doing it. I think sometimes, whether it's on a sermon or something a planner is involved in, just asking them how they perceive their progress or lack of it, a lot of it comes out. You don't actually have to um, raise issues themselves. Even that one I was thinking about health and weight, giving feedback on that, just raising the issue of how you're doing with your health and what's the doctor saying about your cholesterol, there's all just, and, and then they'll, they'll chime in on it. You don't actually have to point out their waist size as the first declaration of, uh, <laughs> um, and so it come, becomes mutual understanding, not persuasion. Um, if, if it's you declaring the feedback and they're not agreeing, if they're not persuaded, you haven't got anywhere. There's got to be some kind of conversation um, to get them to the point or for you to change your view. By It's an interactive process in terms of maybe that's not quite what was happening or what needs to be worked on as you have the conversation together. And so it's a process and not an event. It's an ongoing thing. And us not getting uptight if uh, we don't even don't come to an agreement initially about what needs to happen for... Um, um, building in these five areas or other areas that we've been talking about, but seeing as a conversation maybe over three to six months, chipping away at it, working away at it, seeing how they perceive it. On that change paradigm, maybe they just haven't got the new information, hasn't come in yet. They haven't actually seen, uh, got to the point of making the decision, just, just working with them on that um, rather than expecting, I've given the feedback, they're going to make the change. Depends on the size of the issue to some extent, doesn't it? Um, and then the other on, on the, the positive ones, uh, uh, so the timing is important there, guidelines, I think we, we tend to get that. Uh, and then for negative feedback, um, seeing whether it's a, a pattern, uh, something that's atypical is very important, not just to be picking on things that are one-off observations, watching for patterns, listening for patterns, um, what will make a difference, not just what's wrong. Um, if, you, if you're convincing them that you are right, that's not really the process. Um, it just pushes into defensiveness. Give them time to process. Uh, don't use qualifiers. You do give sharp, concrete feedback without qualifiers. Um, I confess that as a thing yesterday. I don't do well. And um, not too much at all at once. So that can apply in the observing, giving feedback on observing them in a ministry situation or it can apply to your coaching conversations where you haven't necessarily observed them doing ministry or in their family or whatever, but you're working on a particular issue. So do you want to add to that? Um, other thoughts on feedback, warnings? A couple of things. Yep. One is I reckon positive Yes. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, it was on the it was on the other page there. I didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Positive yeah. feedback is actually explaining to the person what they did. Yeah. Accidentally, but 
So what you did, you realised this yep. is good, this is this is this, and that's really going to do it. Mm. Do whatever you, that happened there, do that more. Yep, you reinforce know, it. Just, well done, I like you. Mm. Mm. Yep. And, and you don't have to have a negative one with every positive. You can just give lots of positive and reinforce. Yep. Otherwise, they know that they feel like there's always a butt coming. <laughs> yeah, it works. You listen to everything after the bus. After the bus. Really right. yeah. My other thought was it might be a personality temperament thing, but I would actually rather deliberately persuade you to things to discover yeah. it. I would rather someone say, just throwing it out there, mm-hmm. you know, here, here was my thought, you go away and think about it, and then just move on, rather than what do you think when you come back to that, let's chew it over. Right. Just be, just be told. You'd rather the four by two. Yeah, well, I mean, I like to be gentle. I mean, no big deal for I guess. I'd just be mm. like, hey, just a thought, you should work, work on this. Yep. And then just move on. Do you always receive it when it comes like that? I'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never noticed you don't, but, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, mean, I don't know if it's personality type. Could be. It could be weighing up who you're dealing, you know, who you're coaching yeah. as to whether you're going to get in this defensive fight with them. Uh, versus uh, drawing it out in conversation, what the issue is that needs to change. 